With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Fantasy Football Insider on WPXI Now. Brought to you by Cal U. Welcome to WPXI Now. Can you believe we've made it to Wednesday? How is that possible? Then again, how we made it to mid-November. We're almost there. It's uh, the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. I'm Albie Oxenrider on one end of Zoom and magically appearing on the other end is our buddy and partner from DKPittsburghSports.com, Chris Carter. How are you today, Chris? I'm doing just fine, Albie. How are you? Doing great. Hey, we're over the hump. This is we this is we need to uh, get everybody else over the hump uh, with fantasy football. And, and, and let's start with uh, the uh, something that if you watch the games, you probably have a pretty good idea who, who played well and who didn't. But specifically putting that to fantasy football, who's hot and who's not. Let's start with, start with who's hot. And by the way, Kyler Murray, even somebody who doesn't understand the nuances of fantasy knows this guy is money. He's been cash money, Albie. This guy is on fire, and he's been doing it for a few weeks in a row now. This past weekend, 21 completions on 26 attempts, 283 yards in the air, three passing touchdowns. And then on top of that, Albie, you got 11 rushes for 106 yards and a rushing touchdown. That by itself would make him an effective running back in fantasy football. Right. That, that's a monster performance for a guy. He's made himself a must-start for the rest of the season with the way that he's playing until we see otherwise. Huge performance from him. And another young quarterback that's stepping up right now, a guy who I was really wagging my finger at just a few weeks ago, but he's starting to shut me up, Drew Locke of the Broncos. 25 of 28, Albie. 313 yards to the air, two touchdowns, and an interception. Also, Ran the ball seven times, 47 yards, and a rushing touchdown. Two young quarterbacks, second-year quarterbacks, finding answers for their young teams as they're trying to figure out what their identity is moving forward. Very encouraging to see that from both of them. All right, let's move on to running back. Running back, you got James Robinson coming back off the bye week. Even with Gardner Minshew out, some people were worried that this guy, James Robinson, who had been on fire in the first half of the season, they were like, oh, with Minshew out, he's not going to have a whole – everyone's going to key on him, try to stop him. That wasn't the case, Albie. He carried the ball 25 times, got 99 yards and a touchdown. He's back in business. And the Chargers may have found a new answers at running back. That's Kalen Balazs. You remember him? He was, he was a Dolphin not too long ago. 15 carries, 69 nice yards and a touchdown. And he caught two passes, 15 yards. We'll see how he's incremented moving forward with, with the Chargers offense. But a very good sign from someone we'll be talking about in the waiver wire. Again, wide receiver, you can tell just by looking at the numbers that uh, Richie James Jr. is uh, delivering. Yeah, the Niners needed an answer at wide receiver that he didn't get enough answers in the game but they targeted him 13 times he caught nine of those for 184 yards very impressive and a touchdown the Niners continue to be a very confusing squad because of all the injuries they've had to go through but any answers they can get even if it doesn't win them games it can win you games as a fantasy owner Richie James Jr. coming up big and Brashad Perriman Crazy here, Albie. Rashad Perriman was once the first-round draft pick of the Ravens back to go help out Joe Flacco. But guess who was throwing him touchdowns on Monday Night Football? Joe Flacco with the Jets. How crazy is that? Uh, five completions on seven targets, 101 yards, and two touchdowns. Big night 
for Brashad Perryman. All right, moving on to a tight end now, Irv Smith. Irv Smith Jr. for the Vikings really stepping up. Two catches, only 10 yards, but two touchdowns. And he's just the red zone target. That's cash money in the bank if you're, if you're a fantasy owner. Other guy, familiar guy here, Jimmy Graham, catching all six targets from the Bears, 55 yards and a touchdown. Big day for him. All right, that's who's hot. Now on the other side of things, who's not? And I keep seeing Philip Rivers' name appear throughout the first nine weeks of this show. Uh, what's up with Phillip Rivers? He's just not a good quarterback right now. He's, he's, he has weapons. He has Jonathan Taylor. He has T.Y. Hilton. He has people to throw to, but he's just not seeing the field well. He's not playing well. He tripped over himself embarrassingly trying to make a tackle, and, you know, it was just he's looking bad. 25 of 43, 227 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. Stay away from him in fantasy at all costs. <laughs> You say also stay away, at least at this point, with Matt Stafford. Well, he just had a rough week. I'd like to see how he does moving forward. The Lions are a very inconsistent team, but, you know, only throwing one touchdowns and two interceptions, that is discouraging moving forward. And Melvin Gordon, a little uh, discouraging for him as well. Yeah, six carries, 18 yards. Philip Lindsay seems to be the guy they're starting to favor in that backfield. Um, I want to see what they do moving forward with the Broncos, but Melvin Gordon had a rough week. The other guy had a rough week, Ronald Jones. That's a tough time. And now part of this also, Albie, might not be his fault and might not be the case moving forward. The Buccaneers got slaughtered by the Saints. They were down 28-0 before you even blinked. And when you're, when you're down like that, Ronald Jones, who was a power running back, he's a guy that they don't like to throw to a whole lot. He only got three carries for nine yards in this game. I have to think that moving forward, the Buccaneers don't keep getting blown out like that. Even though they struggled against the Giants and even though they got destroyed by the Saints, that's going to turn around at some point, and Ronald Jones is going to get the ball more. So don't panic, fantasy owners. But right now, he's a not hot guy. All right. Next on your list, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, crazy enough. The Cardinals struggled with DeAndre Hopkins while, while Kyler Murray was finding answers all over the field. Christian Kirk continuing to emerge. The fact that Hopkins might not be the top target, a little concerning for uh, fantasy owners who picked him pretty high this year. And the other guy, Mike Evans, who continues to experience the Marshawn Lattimore nightmare. Evans targeted six times, only four catches for 64 yards. Evans is a big-time play wide receiver, and Marshawn Lattimore for the Saints continues to lock him down in the, the history of their rivalry as players. Big-time stuff there. All right, and a couple tight ends who are not so hot on, on your list as well. Yeah, Mark Andrews. Uh, you know, Even though the Ravens pulled it out, that Colts defense did make his life a little tough. Tough. Five targets, three catches, only 22 yards. And Jared Cook, a big name for the Saints, he had a ball that almost got into the end zone, two catches, 30 yards, but he, he fumbled it right before the goal line, and the Saints never really went back to him. A little disconcerting on those guys right there. All right. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be looking at the waiver wire, who you might want to grab to help your squad as we move forward with the Fantasy Football Insider, Albie Oxenrider with Chris Stolball carter on the other end, and we're brought to you by Cal U, and we are back right after this. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider. I'm Albie Oxenrider. Can you believe we are this deep into the season? Well, it's time to make a second-half run, Chris Carter. What do you think? I think that there's some moves 
to be made out here. If you're struggling this week, there's a few guys that are stepping up. Maybe they can give you some, some supplemental help in, the, in, in your depth chart right now. Right now, a lot of teams are making a push. I'm making a push. I took down Dale Lolly in our fantasy league over at DKPittsburghSports.com. So, you know, I'm just letting people know, man, I'm making moves out here. If you want to make moves, better listen to what I'm telling you. Listen to Chris and make it a strong second half. All right, the waiver wire. Uh, who, who we, what players are you checking out this week to try to help out everybody's roster? Well, I mentioned this guy, uh, 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 Gardner Minshew, in the last segment, but his replacement who came in for him, Jake Luton, looked solid. Albie, 26 of 38, 304 yards to the air, did throw an interception, but threw a touchdown and ran for a touchdown. That kind of inspired play Maybe something that to be look at moving forward if you need an emergency quarterback. I wouldn't bank on him too much just yet, but he and DJ Chark had a splendid day together. I'd be looking at him. And for all those people, Steelers fans, who probably saw that that, that game last week and thought, oh, Garrett Gilbert, I'm going to go get him. I'm going to add him to my fantasy run. Don't do it. The Cowboys have already said Andy Dalton is the starter. I would pick him up if I'm in emergency need. If you got a quarterback, if you had, like, for example, if you had, if you had Kyle Allen for, for Washington, who's down, also you could pick up Alex Smith because he's most likely going to be the starter moving forward for Washington. But get those two veterans if you need a, if you need an emergency quarterback. They're, they're also there, Alex Smith and Andy Dalton, two names of old. All right, give us a couple running backs that anybody should pick up. Backup running back, Wayne Gallman, finally saw some really good time with the Giants. 14 carries, 61 yards, and a touchdown. I'd be looking at him moving forward, see how that progresses. But as I said before, Kalen Balazs with the Chargers. They involved him in the passing game a little bit. They involved him in the running game a little bit. I like what I see out of, out of that. I'd want to see more moving forward because the Chargers seem to be all over the place. But, again, you need a flex option. You need a third running back to come in your league or you're in a, in a, in a super heavy league. Both of these guys would be solid backup options to have on your bench. And who do you like options at wide receiver? Two guys that were highly targeted this week. I already mentioned Richie James Jr. Remember, 13 targets, nine catches, 184 yards, and a touchdown for the Niners. A lot of people aren't going to have him in leagues. He's, he's going to be floating around. So I would look around, see if you can scoop him up. Um, you got Nick Mullins at, at, at quarterback. He's going to be looking for whatever target he can connect with. And if Richie James Jr. is that guy, even if it's not a whole bunch of, of a whole bunch of points every game, he's going to be able to at least get him some targets. And targets are the name of the game when you're picking a wide receiver. And that's also why you should look at this Patriots wide receiver, Jacoby Myers. 14 targets, 12 catches, 169 yards, no touchdowns. But Cam Newton finding a guy that he can rely on to get the ball to out in space that he's going to make some plays on. Now, Myers, again, no superstar. Neither is, Rick James, is Ricky James Jr., but – these are two guys, again, that you can look at and say, hey, wide receiver deep, leap, uh, uh, deep leagues, let's see what we can do here. Put them on the flex spot, your third wide receiver spot, or stack them on the bench until you absolutely need them. Two guys that came through pretty well this week. All right, and finally, tight end. Tight end, a guy that I really liked in the draft this past year, Albie, Adam Troutman. He had a huge game in college, you know, that, that, that sparked, put him on everybody's map. He got drafted to the Saints where Jared Cook struggled last week. Adam Troutman got a little bit of attention. Three catches three on three targets, only 33 yards, but a touchdown. And he put on some nice moves on one of those catches. I want to see Drew, Drew Brees get the ball to him more, and I think it's going to happen now that Michael Thomas is back and healthy and playing well. So keep an eye out for Adam Troutman, the rookie tight end for the Saints. Other guy, Daryl Daniels. 
Caught one pass for, for a touchdown, only 21 yards. But, again, with the Cardinals, they're looking for other answers. He caught one of those passes from Kyler Murray. Murray's looking to establish himself with different guys. Maybe maybe Daniel starts to catch the feed as other teams are, are saying, hey, we got to take away uh, DeAndre Hopkins. we got to take away Larry Fitzgerald. we got to take away Christian Kirk. Well, eventually, they can't take away Albie. They're going to need to find, find some answers. Another thing I wanted to talk about, Albie, was the situation with the Carolina Panthers because – you might, in some leagues, someone might have let go of Mike Davis. And Christian McCaffrey, who came back this past weekend, did play really well, but he got hurt in that game. I would double-check, Albie, if I'm every fantasy owner, double-check to see if someone was silly enough to let go of Mike Davis. Because if they were, you can scoop him up. And if McCaffrey can't go moving forward, or if they decide, to, hey, let's just get him some rest for a little bit, that could be a major source of income for you as a fantasy owner. Because if he's getting the majority of touches with the Panthers – that could mean that he's going to be, you know, a, a, a number one running back for at least a couple more weeks. You know, my, anyone who's on that Mike Davis train while McCaffrey was hurt, you know what I'm talking about. He saved you a few weeks. So that's definitely some of the answers right there. I'm also still looking around. Drew Locke, I looked on some leagues, is still not even owned on, you know, in, in half of ESPN leagues right now in fantasy football. With the way that he's played the past couple weeks, kick the tires. See what you got there. He might be able to get you an answer. And I think he's going to be a guy for, for, for at least the rest of uh, a few more weeks this season where we'll have a few big games. Also, you know, when you're talking about players on the waiver wire, in many cases they're guys that you think can, can jump in and be your backup you know, just in case. But is there anybody on this list that you can think? Maybe it's Andy Dalton, somebody that might come in and instantly give you some points. I'd be looking at the Jacoby Myers guy because the, the, the Patriots know that they have to get Cam Newton some help. And if he becomes the number one target and Bill Belichick likes him, maybe that's an answer right there. All right. Thank you, Chris. That's the waiver wire. Next, we're going to look at the Steelers, how they doing in fantasy. And, uh, hey, there's all kinds of good stuff coming up. Uh, in this second half. So we're going to chart the progress of your Steelers when we come back on the Fantasy Football Insider, brought to you by CalU. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider, brought to you by CalU. I'll be Oxenrider with Chris Carter from DKPittsburghSports.com. Hey, Chris, how are those Steelers doing? And I know you're going to start off with Ben Roethlisberger, but uh, Ben is paying off uh, for anybody who uh, had their eyes on him and who has used him throughout this season. Yeah, you know, I've been saying for a while he's more of an efficient quarterback. He's going to get you, like, you know, just consistently, like, a you know, moderate amount of points. But this was a really encouraging sign. Now, granted, it was against the Cowboys, one of the worst defenses in the league. But when the Steelers, you know, need, needed to get that push and they, they leaned on their leader, they went to Ben Roethlisberger. He threw for over 300 yards for the first time this season and threw three touchdowns, really continued to look efficient. And I'd say there were several plays in this game, Albie, where he threw a good deep ball and just it was a non-called pass interference on Chase Claypool. I, could, I counted three different times that, that there was serious contact downfield. That to me says, hey, they're still going to take those shots deep downfield and that's going to be something that you that eventually will connect for the Steelers when either A, they don't get those – when uh, Claypool beats one of those pass interference calls or B, you know, they, he, um, the call actually happens and then teams start to get more delicate with how they cover the Steelers wide receivers. So very encouraged by Ben Roethlisberger moving forward. And as the team was struggling, he was the one stepping up. 
that may may also happen again this week. They're facing the, the Bengals. Yes, Ben's on the COVID-19 list, but he's always shown that, hey, I don't need a whole lot of practice. I'm going to study a lot. I'm going to get ready for a game, and he's going to come out Sunday. And if he does play Sunday, I think he's going to have a huge game. He usually does against the Bengals at home. I know every anybody who has Ben Roethlisberger was happy for multiple reasons at the end of the half uh, when, when Ben was injured, stayed in the game, was able to uh, get the Steelers into the end zone. Uh, then went into the locker room and and then returned for the second half. So it's all good for him. How about Juju? Juju really looks like the Steelers' number one wide receiver right now, Albie. Another game where he leads them in receiving 93 yards, a touchdown, six catches. He looks solid, Albie. And I get that some people think that he's not a number one wide receiver because he doesn't put up Antonio Brown numbers. But that doesn't matter anymore. I look at, the, I look at this and I see, hey – Who's he going? Who's Ben going to in the clutch? Who does Ben trust to throw to the most when he's when even when they're in traffic? It's Juju, and he continues to kind of the touchdown he had was very Heinz Ward esque. Caught the ball short of the goal line, fought through two guys, reached over the goal line. He, he continues to produce for this team. Juju should, if you have him on your roster, he should be starting every week moving forward. Definitely as your as your first wide receiver in fantasy, but he's the number one receiver for the Steelers, which means with Ben Roethlisberger active, he's going to, he needs to be on your starting lineup somewhere every week. We talked last week about what you are looking for. What do you expect from Deontay Johnson? What are you seeing now? Well, he did catch six passes for 77 yards, but I'm still seeing that lack of chemistry between him and Ben at times. There were a few times, even on short routes, where Ben would throw it to one shoulder and Johnson would go to the other way, and he'd be like, what are we doing here? And, and it, you could see the frustration mounting for the second-year player in Johnson. Ben Roethlisberger seemed to keep his composure, and he st- kept coming back to the young player. But I'm a little concerned for how Deontay Johnson's moving forward with this team fantasy-wise. I think player-wise, he's going to figure it out, and eventually he's going to get his points. But fantasy owner-wise, I'm not 100% sure that this is going to be something that he can win with every week. If you are if you need big points from him, I benched him last week. Now, granted, I have a super deep receiving core on, 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 on the teams that I have been. But um, I, I think as a fantasy owner, you're going to have to figure out ways to find answers without him until you see more sense. But who knows? Maybe this is that week because the Bengals aren't exactly the best defense in the league. James Washington. Yeah, James Washington caught did catch a touchdown pass this week, but I wouldn't count on that. It's going to be very irregular for him to score this this season. I don't like the the way the fact that as a fantasy owner that he's in now team wise he's a great player. He blocks well. He catches it when you throw it to him. Uh, but fantasy wise, you can't really count on him unless it's a really deep league. Just because you saw that touchdown, I wouldn't count on that just happening every week. And Chase Claypool looking anything like a rookie yeah he's he's got eight catches for 69 yards in this game still getting targeted a bunch i'd still say he's a reliable start on most fantasy teams uh he could still break but bust open for that big play and i think you might see that against the bengals this this week he's gonna get the ben's gonna take his shots and claypool he's big enough he's fast enough keep playing him i think that he's eventually gonna hit the home run but what we're also seeing from him albie is even when he doesn't hit the home run like he didn't against the cowboys eight catches for 69 yards in a uh, in a in a fantasy in a regular in a PPR fantasy league, it's almost 15 points right there. If that's your flex option, you're happy about that from a wide receiver. So I'd take that easily. Well, I, I have to tell you, uh, I love watching Eric Ebron play. I know that uh, I know that anybody likes watching him play. Looking like Skeets Nehemiah when he went into the end zone. Talk about how this translates into fantasy. What he's been doing, and uh, I know that 
if you happen to have Eric Ebron on your roster, you're smiling. Today. Absolutely, Albie. The man has back-to-back games with touchdowns, which means Ben Roethlisberger's starting to, starting to like throw to him more. I'd like to see that to continue from Ben. I think that he's going to keep looking his way. Three catches, 22 yards, and a touchdown in this game. And the Bengals, not one of the best teams that started stopping tight ends. I'd be looking for Eric Ebron to make some huge improvements this week and, and maybe even get a, a third week with a touchdown in, in his game. And the last thing we got to say here, Albie, is James Conner. He's going to have – he only had two, 22 yards on the ground. I would not be too discouraged about that just yet because the offensive line really underperformed. I think that they're going to be able to find the answers on their own. Just keep, just keep paying attention to how they improve. I think that after those road games, you might see a little bit of that running game surge back to life against the Bengals. All right. That's where the Steelers stand in Chris's mind. We hope that your team is uh, – you're following suit and that your team is uh, succeeding. Up next, we're going to talk about who to start. Chris has some thoughts on that. As the Fantasy Football Insider, brought to you by Cal U, continues. Welcome back for our final segment of the Fantasy Football Insider. I'm Albie Oxenrider with Chris Carter. We're cruising to the finish. But before we go, Chris has some thoughts on who should start and who should sit. Let's start with your starters, Chris. Let's get, let's get moving here, Albie. Two quarterbacks I'm absolutely starting this week. Jared Goff against the Seahawks. Seahawks worst at stopping quarterbacks. Jamal Adams has not really helped their pass defense. Start Goff with the Rams. He's going to be going hard. But guess who I'm also starting, Albie? I'm starting Tua Tagovailoa, that bad man from Alabama. He was huge last week for the Dolphins. I didn't mention him because I wanted to bring him up here. He had a big week last week against Kyler Murray. Now he's going up against the Chargers, who are 29th at stopping quarterbacks. Remember, they traded away their top corner, one of their top cornerbacks in Desmond King. I look forward to seeing Tua Tagovailoa romp over the Chargers this weekend. All right, Antonio Gibson playing at Detroit, uh, leading off your choice of running backs to uh, start. Yeah, absolutely. Detroit's been horrible at stopping running backs, and Gibson got a huge helping at the running back position last week. I see that continuing, especially now with Alex Smith coming back. Remember, Alex Smith loved to throw to his running backs. I see that a lot from Gibson moving forward. And Nick Chubb is back for the Browns. He's going to be playing for them. Absolutely start him in all leagues. Count on it. He's going to play unless you see a setback. And it's against the Texans. If you were worried about him needing a warm-up game, don't worry about it. The Texans are 30th against stopping running backs this, this year. I'd see that being an advantage for him. All right, wide receivers. Robert, would you think he's going to uh, just eat up that uh, very, very uh, questionable Seahawks defense? Yeah, the Seahawks are just not stopping wide receivers or cornerbacks. I really see Goff and, and Woods. If you're playing Dennis, daily fantasy football, that's a connection right there. You could pick a quarterback and a wide receiver, and I think you'll get big points from Cooper Cups in that conversation as well. But I went with Woods simply because he's a sneakier and cheaper fantasy play. Cup's always going to be the bigger points and in the in the easier start. The other guy I'm going with, Albie, Allen Robinson. Now, I granted some people say, well, Allen Robinson is a very good wide receiver. Yes, but they've been struggling in the passing game in Chicago. But they're up against the Vikings now, who are second to they're the 31st, the, the second to last team at stopping wide receivers in fantasy football. I'm going with Allen for sure this week, if you, if you had a doubt. All right. The Cincinnati Bengals have trouble stopping tight ends, covering tight ends. And for that reason, you love Eric Ebron, don't you? I said in the last segment, Eric Ebron's your guy this week. The, thir- the, the, the Bengals ranked 31st against stopping tight ends in the league. But also, I'm looking at Robert Tanyan, a guy that you know may not have produced the past couple weeks, but he's a guy I think that the Packers are going to work the ball to. Why? 
because the Jacksonville Jaguars are 30th. They're right behind the Bengals and how bad they are at stopping tight ends. I can see Aaron Rodgers really lighting them up, just like I can see Ben Roethlisberger really lighting up the Bengals. All right, let's go with uh, your choices for defense now. Defenses, I'm going with the Bears against the Vikings and the Steelers against the Bengals. Both the Bengals and the Vikings have been struggling this year. Both the Steelers and the Bears defenses have been aggressive. That's a recipe for success in my book. All right, Chris, who are you sitting this week? Well, there's a few guys I'm looking at this week, and I try to go with guys that you might typically think to start. And one guy that's been really good in fantasy this year is Ryan Tannehill. But why am I telling him to start? One, he's on Thursday night football. That's usually a bad sign. But on top of that, he's playing on the road against the Colts. The Colts are the number one team at stopping quarterbacks in fantasy football. I don't like Ryan Tannehill in this game. If you got another legitimate quarterback option, I consider him this week. Another guy I would avoid this week is Kirk Cousins. I was just talking about that Bears defense. They're fourth against quarterbacks this year. I do not like Kirk Cousins in this matchup. I think he's going to run into some troubles, and that's why I would not start him this week. Running back that I'm sitting here, Jarek McKinnon at, you know, is playing the Saints on the road. The Saints, number two, is stopping the running back. We saw this last week, Albie. They shut down Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette in this last game by the Buccaneers. I don't think that the Niners are going to have the answers in this game. You might be excited because McKinnon has been doing well, but stay away from him this week. The Saints are too good, and the, the Niners are too beat up. I say the Saints key off on the running game, force Nick Mullins to beat them, and that's also going to be a problem. I'd stay away from most Niners this week. My other running back, even though I said, look at Mike Davis, you know, with the McCaffrey injury, I don't think this is the week to do that with the Buccaneers. They just got beat up on. They're mad. They're angry. They're going to be, they're going to be looking for answers, and they're the ninth best at stopping running backs in the league right now. Mike Davis, if he's the starter, even you know, this week, if it's Christian McCaffrey, you have to start him. But Mike Davis, if he is the starter, I would still hesitate there, Albie. I'm going, I'm going to stay away from that Buccaneers defense. It's going to be angry, aggressive, and playing hard. All right. Wide receivers. We got two guys here that normally you would think that they're, they're wide receiver ones in their teams. Kenny Galladay for the Lions. They're going up against the Washington football team. Washington's still number one at stopping wide receivers this year because of the pressure they're putting on quarterbacks. I think that's a problem for Matt Stafford. It's going to lead to some issues. But – um, so I would stay away from Galladay this week. The other guy, Adam Thielen for the for the Vikings. Like I said, the Bears, tough defense. They're on the Vikings are on the road. The Bears, third best at stopping wide receivers. Just say no. All right. And uh, finally, we're looking at uh, tight ends before we get to the defense. We're going with Jared Cook. I'm saying stay away from him again. He's going up against the Niners, who are the fourth best at stopping tight ends. That's because of Fred Warner at the at the linebacker position. Also, Hunter Henry against the Dolphins, who are seventh against tight ends. This is going to be a rough game for the Chargers. I do not expect it to be easy for Herbert. My defenses, don't start the Rams against the Seahawks. I think that's going to be a shootout. And the Panthers, don't start them. I know they've been good this year, but the Buccaneers are too good on offense. All right. And as Chris always tells you, don't go with your heart. Go with Chris's advice. All right. Good luck to your fantasy teams this week. And Chris Carter, thank you so much for your great insight. This is the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. Chris and I will see you next week.